1: Quite a lot happened while we were away so today we're going to talk super bowl aftermath and speculation all right we're back from vacation back from hawaii back to los angeles i've already been cut off in the trader joe's parking lot Almost got ran over by someone speeding on the way to Starbucks. Welcome home. We're back. Uh, And we're joined once again by the mustache king of California. My brother from another mother, Mr. Chris Vanger. Welcome, sir. Thank
0: you. Good to
1: be back. Welcome back. Good to be back. So, yeah, while we were gone, the Super Bowl happened. A lot of things happened. There was the Super Bowl. There was the Olympics. There was a huge fight weekend. I missed all of it. And World War III is about to start. I know, right? When we come back and World War III is right around the corner. (laughs)
0: Not funny at all.
1: Not funny. But let's talk about the Super Bowl before we talk about the end of times. Okay. (laughs) So we were in Oahu
0: when
1: the Super Bowl was happening. And, you know, we decided to just watch it in the hotel room. Smart. We were closer to the TV. We could just get the food that we wanted and just chill, hang on the bed, don't have to deal with crowds, uh, didn't have to show up early because we were doing something else. Oh, yeah. It was your birthday.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's
1: what we were doing. We went to... <laughs> I took you to breakfast at a beachfront cafe. cafe. Yum. And then we walked across the street to, like, the... Not a farmer's market, but, like, an artist Arts gallery. House. Artist mm-hmm. gallery pop-up. And we went shopping a little bit. And... And we went into downtown Waikiki and continued chopping and Sounds walked great. around. Yeah, it was Sounds great. Sounds like a and wonderful day. It was. And then we watched the Super Bowl. And then we went to dinner that... later that night on the other side of the island. Uh, and it was wonderful. And the Super Bowl was probably like the low light of the day, <laughs> it despite it game. being the Super Bowl. It was a good game, but it was like it didn't start to be a good game for a while. It was weird in the first quarter. Yeah,
0: I'm trying to remember how it went because it it was, what, a couple weeks ago. Uh, I was rooting for the Bengals uh, just because of of my hatred for the Rams. I was still kind of, like, reeling from the 49ers loss, like, heartbroken. Still, even to this day, uh, heartbroken that we, you know, we own the Rams. We should have beat them, and we had them 17-7 in the fourth, and Jimmy let it, not Jimmy, I hate to say Jimmy let it slip away, but Kyle let it slip away. You could probably say Kyle always lets these leads slip, slip away, and it's tough. Um, so the and the and the that game, the end of that game, I didn't understand. Like it was Zach Taylor make, making these little minor coaching errors uh, that he even admitted to later. Like Samaje Ryan was in the game in massive mm-hmm. third and ones, way too much, and he even said after the game that it was because they got to play in late on the one of them. And they're just like, oh, I'll leave them in. It's like, really? You have one of the best running backs in the game and you don't use them on third and one multiple times and you get stopped because Aaron Donald's such a beast. And those affect that literally affected
1: the game in so many ways. And so it was, it was a tough game. Yeah. Tough. And Taylor is what? A second year coach now and he's what? Like 36. Yeah. And he's a
0: McVeigh uh, understudy. Right, huge, and huge so,
1: moment though for him as a coach in that situation and we saw what happened to Sean McVay the first time he went to the Super Bowl like, agreed. his team did nothing agreed I mean the game started out Odell looked amazing it was so sad yeah. to see Odell go down was
2: sad it was like
1: you could see him crying and especially like when they were losing late in the game like he, him on the sideline knowing yeah. that they needed him and that like they would have been better off with him and like seeing the emotion on his face on the sideline yeah. was hard to watch so for his sake you know I'm
0: I'm good not for like, him. He got a exactly. Super Bowl. He's gonna. I mean, you get an ACL at the end of the season. He's done for next tough. year. Yeah. Yeah. He's pretty much done for next year. Um. And the Rams, I think, will show good faith, and I think they'll sign him again because uh, he's a free agent. Right. Yeah, but
1: you can't sign him to like a max deal if he's not going to play next season. So you no. sign him to like a one-year veterans minimum, all guaranteed, and like you know let if, him rehab.
0: I think that the, there was like energy amongst those guys down the stretch that they really started to gel. Uh, yeah, they did. They had really good chemistry. The Les Sneet did such a great job in building that team, and they went all in this year and it worked. And you know, it was very close to not working, you it could was. say, but uh, it worked. And Matthew Stafford made big throws down the stretch. I think Cooper Cup deserved MVP. I know everyone's like, Aaron Donald should have been the MVP, but. They don't win that game without Cup down the stretch. And you could also say they don't win that game without Donald down the stretch. Donald also makes that same play yep. he makes against Jimmy Garoppolo on that final play where they need Donald a big play, and he's just a beast. He gives they everything. And they, yeah, exactly. They couldn't block him. Joe didn't have any time. If if Aaron Donald's one second late, Joe might throw a touchdown pass to, to Chase right on, along the sideline because Ramsey had fell down. So... So, Donald right there was amazing, but I think Cup, it's just, it's like you know, Cup's getting the ball and he still gets open. And Stafford was big. Uh, and they just didn't, the Rams did just
1: enough. And yeah. Going back and watching that like final Cooper Cup drive where he scored to give the Rams the lead.
0: Yeah, another uh, big drive for him. What? A yeah, playoff. when you a like water,
1: when they went to like what is it, Phantom Cam, like behind the quarterback, the yeah. like top down view, Madden Cam, we'll call it. Yeah, uh, like the the windows that Stafford threw those balls into and just trusted Cup to make the catch were so tiny. Oh, uh, yeah. so it was like you they were forcing him the ball and they were covering him well. And I think you know earlier in the game with Beckham out there, like they're less inclined to like force the ball into a bad spot. But with the game on the line, it's like this is the best receiver in the league. You guys have worked so well together. You know, who are you going to call?
0: They're going to go to him. I mean, and they did. And the Rams couldn't
1: really run the ball, right? I don't think they did No, they the ball, couldn't. Well, yeah, all.
0: Cincinnati shut it down. Um, I mean, it was a good game. What was the final score?
1: 23-20. And 23-20, I, that's right. I pegged it, I think, as like 31-29 or some, mm-hmm. something like that. I had the Bengals covering, but I had the Rams winning. And my logic behind it was like the biggest advantage in the game, despite what the numbers might say, is the Rams defense and the sack numbers given up by the Bengals. I think that's where like the widest widest gap is between the teams. And yeah, it it paid off in the fourth
0: quarter. 49ers would have beat both those teams.
2: (laughs) (laughs) They they did. They were one of
0: the only two teams. I think them and the Packers were the two teams that beat both of these teams in the regular season. Um, way to bring it back to the 49ers it's (laughs) frustrating it's really frustrating um, because that we own that team and they got us on one quarter with a dropped interception uh, and some we couldn't our defense it's so funny the week 18 game happened and Jimmy was great in that final stretch where was Donald how are they protecting against Donald in that series and then he has to do the same exact thing bring him down, get a field goal, get a touchdown, get anything, and he can't. And that's Jimmy. That's maybe the last play for Jimmy as a 49er. Um, I love the whole quarterback talk that's happening with the 49ers. Um, And I love the NFL offseason. I
1: I love the combine. I love it all. I'm I'm still heartbroken, as you can tell, as I bring it back to the (laughs) 49 It's been an interesting... I mean, I haven't been plugged in because we've been on vacation, Mm -hmm. but the little stuff that I have seen, I'm like, damn, Like all the rumors are going crazy already like we saw that Aaron Rodgers like I don't know if he's ghosting the Packers or if he's just like being passive-aggressive because that seems to be his brand and it's so
0: frustrating because you at least Brady gets out and lets the Bucks like figure out what they're going to do right Yeah,
1: he wanted to do it on his terms but there was that retirement drama as well
0: but I think he was going to do it early and I think there's the respect yeah. for the team the fact it looks like the Packers are trying to re-sign him and they're trying to you know, persuade him to come back. They're trying to get him all the money. They want to franchise tag Adams. They want to bring those guys back. And I think they might. I have a feeling that that's going to happen. The, it's so interesting that the Shailene Woodley, Aaron Rodgers breakup, like, I feel like... I don't The we'll timing is
2: ju- suspicious.
0: Well, it just, what's way, what is that? Which way does that turn him? Does he want to change a scenery and go somewhere else? Because when they were together, he definitely wanted to leave. There was talk of him like he wanted to go to Tennessee because she owns a house in Tennessee. And there was all, but now she's gone and he can do whatever he wants. He's going to go to Denver. No, like he, he requests a trade to Denver. Like this roster is close enough. You might as well run it back. This
1: roster is closer than the Broncos are. It's like the the Broncos have a better receiving room overall, but like Green Bay is more complete and more prepared to compete at the top of the league than the Broncos are, and it's not very close right now. The Broncos could get there in a couple years, but they're not there yet.
0: You have to play Mahomes twice, you have Mm -hmm. to play Herbert twice, and you have to play the new Josh McDaniels Raiders who are not going to be an easy out. I have a feeling (laughs) they're going to be a little better than people think.
1: Yeah, and they already were a 10-win team. And they were a playoff
0: team. So you're playing, that's a tough-ass division where you're in a division where the Vikings want to trade away cousins. The Bears are going to go with Fields, who had some highlights and moments, but I don't know if Aaron Rodgers owns them. And then what's the other team? The Lions, they got better. But it's like, don't you want, you have only two or three more years left in your career. If you stay with the Packers, you're going to get there at least a chance. Than these other squads, the Steelers is another one I heard, which is
1: I think is a better roster for him, better fit, yeah.
0: Than the than the than run the game
1: defense, receiving core, all better in coaching, place already.
0: easier division. Even
1: though the, you got Baltimore, Cleveland, yeah, and not easier than their current division,
0: not easier than their current division,
1: easier than the AFC West is what it yeah. say. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, like you look at it, like Baltimore was competitive all year long, despite just having a litany of injuries. They're always going to be tough out. Those games are always going to be tough. Cleveland's well, not, not great, but still were mostly Cleveland's, competitive in most of their games that they played. They were. They got some issues. And the Steelers' playoff team, despite, again, like not necessarily yeah. being great, but very competitive nonetheless. It's like the way that division competes is significantly harder than the NFC North, where Aaron Rodgers piles up six wins a year just in his division alone.
0: Yeah, he's going to stay. I think he stays. Um, I think then, I think, and I... I I want Tom Brady to come back and play for the 49ers. That's the rumor. He's got many jerseys as a kid where he's wearing his Joe Montana jersey. And I could just see him being like, I want to go play for the 49ers for my dad for my last season and win a Super Bowl. The 49ers are right on the doorstep. I could go there. I'm fine with Shanahan. I could learn this offense and give it one more go as the GOAT. I love that narrative. Don't think it's going to happen. I think we're going with Trey Lance. And I love it. I'm, I'm ready for it. The 49ers had so many co- poaching coaches. Poached coaches. Poached coaches. Poached coaches. Mike McDaniel went to, to uh, the Dolphins. He's going to be good luck to him. Congrats. Um, we lost a bunch of... <laughs> He's an interesting guy. He is an interesting guy. <laughs> um, we lost Wes Welker. He went to go to that staff. We lost... Um, we lost a bunch of coaches. There's a list of them of our, you know, whether it's our tight ends coach or whether it's our quarterbacks coach. It's just a sign of, I think that was like the Garoppolo uh, people, and we're moving on from Jimmy, I think. Uh, and I think they're gonna try and trade Jimmy. I don't think they're getting the offers that they had hoped. Um, the Washington commanders came out like there was a source that was like, the commanders are willing to give up a first round pick for jimmy and that's not gonna happen like no. we're gonna hopefully we can trade him for a second or even a third get something for him and i saw something that like some guys like jimmy will not start for any team i'm like that's wild jimmy garoppolo has the he's the, the active quarterback with the most super bowls currently he has what two i think he will well, just uh, rings, R- total like rings. This, he got rings with tom brady right so he has the rings, he's been there, he wins games. Whether he doesn't have the arm strength to be one of these amazing guys, he could still manage a team and win you games if you have a good defense. And he'll get a team. And I hope I wish him the best.
1: I saw something that was rumoring Jimmy to be headed to the Steelers, which That's another one I've heard. I've seems heard to be a good fit for him because they're built kind of like the 49ers although their offensive line you know took a huge step back after Pouncey retired and they're still in the process of rebuilding that but you know Nashi Harris ran for 1200 yards despite their offensive line not being good he's a perfect
0: running back for Jimmy
1: exactly plus they have the receiver depth they have a good young tight end over there uh good good situation for Jimmy it's a good quarterback for Pittsburgh if say they can't get Aaron Rodgers um and then the only other guy that you'd maybe throw into that conversation is a guy like Mitch Trubisky, who is looking to start somewhere. He, start. he might like he's got he was a starter for a reason. He was a high draft pick for a reason. He's got arm talent. It's just he never in in Buffalo system like he came out and just basically took a knee. You know that sure. that was that was I his mean, job for the, the Bills only, and, and emergency in case Josh Allen gets hurt.
0: Definitely. And by the way, the only time we've seen him is under a coach, Charles or whatever Nagy, who. Wasn't a very good offensive coach, in my opinion. I, I was very frustrated to watch Bears games when you had fantasy players yep. on those teams. Um, and I think, yeah, yeah, now that you're saying it, maybe Mitch can get another shot somewhere. Um, definitely, Mitch is. If, if you had to say Mitch or Mason Rudolph, I'm going Mitch.
1: Yeah, so for sure. I'm just thinking like most teams now seem to be more willing to take the risk on a younger quarterback for a significantly reduced price rather than signing a veteran who will be semi-expensive like you look at what washington did last year when it's like they had dwayne haskins at the end of the year they had kyle allen who they had brought over from carolina Mm -hmm. and then in the off season they bring in ryan fitzpatrick and is the only team that offered fitzpatrick a deal and he's you know he started all over the world at this point and he gets hurt at 37. But regardless, it's like they were one they were the only team willing to be like, we have a very good defense. We have an offense that's capable. We need a quarterback with enough experience to, like, help mold the offense into what we need. And so, like, most teams aren't looking to do that anymore. They're looking like, hey, if we can get the new young quarterback, we'll just, like, change the offense accordingly based on the guy that we have under center.
0: Yeah. And and we'll take him on a rookie deal. And those quarterbacks are around. They're just hard to find. And I think a lot of teams have done a really good job in finding them. And so it makes you think that, oh, we can get one of those guys. But they're just so hard. Like, I'm hoping Lance is that guy, but who knows? You know, there's, like, so funny. You see practice videos of him looking great, but then people are like, oh, he's not ready. His footwork's bad. It's like, well, we got to see. We, put, we gave away all this draft capital. We got to see. And so it's tough that we're going to have a Super Bowl roster next year with a rookie quarter or a second year quarterback,
1: but it's, you know, it's the Mahomes model. You know, we're trying to be the Kansas City. It's a long season and you don't learn by practicing. Like Lance is never gonna learn just practicing. So it's like, you gotta get him into the game. He's gotta get those game situations and you can work on the fundamental stuff on the way but you have to put him in the game and see if he's capable of developing in real time, because if he's not, then you'll have your answer. But if you keep him on the sidelines, you are like, Oh, he looks great in practice, but we're just not sure he's ready. That's just like a lack of faith in his mental game. His mobility.
0: Yeah. His mobility is going to be what puts us over the top. I hope because when you have that mobile quarterback like Josh Allen and you can't take that, if you, if you don't take that away, he's just going to take it. It's very frustrating on defenses and, Makes him tired. It's the Russell Wilson method. Speaking of Russell Wilson, is he going somewhere? Is he getting traded? I don't know. Because I mean, like, there are like, a lot of Colts like, talk.
1: Yeah, but it's like, oh, were they going to trade Carson Wentz? So it's like they basically just swap oh, he's gar- done. gargantuan Carson Wentz contracts.
0: is not going to be the quarterback in Indianapolis next year. Yeah, but he's under. He's, do them, he's on contract. They're going to figure out a way. I have a feeling. That's why like I you trade team, him
1: to Seattle and like, then you absorb that horrible contract. I don't know if and, they could do it straight up, but they are not a fan of Carson Wentz. It's well, kind of like obviously. the same He had had a fairly good statistical season, but it's like watching him play would never lead you to believe that he had the kind of statistical success that he did. I'm like, I'm watching this guy make the most disastrous plays I've ever seen from a quarterback. Um, They have
0: the best offensive line and the best running back, and this is what he did. They didn't even make the playoffs. You would think they could have beaten Jacksonville. That's what it is. You couldn't beat Jacksonville to get into the playoffs. You have a good team they are going to get off of him i don't know how i think the combine all these discussions start and once one quarterback gets taken or traded then all of them it'll start the the merry-go-round and i'm ready for it ready yeah and and like philadelphia
1: is another one of those teams it's like we had carson wentz uh he was basically the mvp until he got hurt and then uh jalen hurts takes over within a year well carson wentz comes back and has another like you know mediocre year after that and doesn't look like the guy that they yeah, thought I mean, he was going to be. And then they're like, fuck it. We'll just go young. Cause he's got mobility. He's got youth and he doesn't cost $30 million a year. Yeah. Well, and and we'll deal with the consequences and like, you know, the Eagles are not any worse off than they were the previous year under Carson Wentz right now. They're a playoff team. So
0: they did make the playoffs. Yeah. So they're they right there. Good.
1: So I understand like the mentality of that. Uh, so it'll be tough to see like if Mitch, trubisky gets a job offer somewhere else personally like within the bills fans it's like who do you want to see as like the backup quarterback what kind of backup quarterback situation do you want i'm like the best guy for the job is probably trubisky and then or taylor he, uh which taylor tyrod taylor bring yeah, him back I think it'd be nice that you know it, uh, the perfect He's gonna storm back up somewhere the perfect storm would be like give me tyrod back and give me fitzpatrick back for one year let yeah. fitzpatrick retire as a bill let Tyrod come in. But it's like Tyrod is just... He has always been a very conservative quarterback, which is what led the Bills to move on from him in the first place. It's like you, he doesn't stretch the field. He's got a good no, arm. He's, he's just, mobile. I mean, yeah. You're just getting him just in case. Yeah. I, he wouldn't be like the the primary guy. I think maybe Geno Smith would be a better fit to back up Allen's like play style. But mm-hmm. we'll see. But talking about Russell Wilson, I don't know that he moves on. I think he wants to be in Seattle. I think he just wants to compete at a higher level with the Seahawks right now and they went from like they were 12 and 4 they won a division last year and they just looked like crap and got punked by a rookie quarterback in the playoffs and and it was at home too so you look at the kind of games that they lost at home like their 12 and 4 was a little bit of fool's gold like they lost some games to bad teams that they shouldn't have lost and they won a lot of easy games Mm -hmm. so I mean, they were, they shouldn't, they should have still been a playoff team this year. If not for the injury to Wilson, they would have been, they probably would have been where they had injuries too. The Chris Carson injury really,
0: if I remember correctly, that 12 and 14, Chris Carson was a part of that,
1: right? Yeah. And, they haven't, and yeah, a big part of it, running back injuries nonstop since Marshawn. I mean, left can out.
0: Rashad Penny have one healthy year? Because he kind of saw some flashes of Rashad Penny towards the end of that season.
1: Yeah, if if I mean, it looks like he's been working like on his physicality, because he looks like he's in way better shape than when he first started playing for them. And he looked
0: the best I had seen him in
1: those three or four games down the stretch.
0: He looks like the guy that they drafted to
1: be the exactly. guy. So exactly. So if that guy's there, like you don't even need Chris Carson. You can move on from him and just bring in another body yeah. behind Penny. And if he stays healthy. They'll have their run game back and then they got to figure out their receiver situation because it's like just double both of the receivers on each side of the field and well, r- what where are you going to go with the ball to your like I heard, your nobody tight end over and over again i heard a rumor that they could get they could swap dk metcalf
0: for a first round pick which yeah they could Not but maybe then, now idea. they only have one receiver well, you have you could uh, the main receivers Lockett, but Lockett Wilson connection is unstoppable when it's going. It's so tough, and you do need a receiver like Metcalf. But he could you use that first round pick to maybe help your team elsewhere and get a veteran receiver in there that's decent, Emmanuel Sanders type. I don't think he stays with the
1: Bills, does he? I don't know if he keeps playing football, to be honest. I mean, yeah. he could. Like, he showed that he's capable, but he was injured for you know a month or so during the season. He's still fast. He's still got hands. Like, he's still got all the things you want. He's won. Uh, he's won a Super Bowl. Like, there's nothing left for him to really prove. Uh, the Bills could use the depth at receiver, but I want to see Gabriel Davis play more. And I think everybody yeah, he wants will. to see that too. Of course. So bringing in Sanders. Push Davis Davis to the back on the way out, too. I think so, too, because just I don't know if I'm the bills like I look to bring back John Brown on like a really cheap deal because they try. Yeah, he signed as a free agent. He went to Denver. He went to Oakland. He ended up on the Bucks at the end of the season. Mm -hmm. So nobody wants John Brown, but he knows the offense. He knows the quarterback. He had his best career season playing with Josh Allen. He's a versatile route runner with speed. So I think you could use him and McKenzie to kind of fill in some of the Cole Beasley type of routes. And then you go Davis and Diggs on the outside if you can't get, like, a high-profile receiver. Because if on the Bills, I'm not going to draft a receiver with our pick. Everybody's like, no, we need another corner opposite Trey. We need blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, you need a linebacker. Like, you need another good linebacker because the Bills want to play nickel all the time. So it makes them look... It makes the linebackers look poor in run defense because they're always on the wrong side of the equation. Well, also, you only run. have
0: two running. You only have two linebackers. Like, exactly. Most
1: team, if, I mean, mo-
0: unless they have three receivers, you're always going nickel. But if you're saying they're running in nickel, even when they don't have to.
1: Yes, they always play nickel. They're in nickel like 95% of the time. And it, their linebackers are actually so good that they're pretty decent at stopping the run with that. And it gives their pass coverage, you know, the looks mm-hmm. that they want. And they have a good slot corner and they have good safeties and they have good cornerbacks. But really, what Cincinnati was able to do to these teams that made them effective was able, they were able to get out of their four man front looks and still like disguise uh, their coverages and Mm -hmm. get pressure. So they were able to like zone blitz with their eighth defensive back from the outside. Like the Bills need to watch what Cincinnati did and be like, we need to have a defense that's versatile enough to do this, even if we don't do it all the time. We just need to be able to have a different look. So maybe they switch to like a three four. Put uh put Oliver on the inside, draft some linebackers just to have some versatility.
0: Yeah, I mean, I thought one to bring it back to the Super Bowl, the down the stretch, the game was called so great by the officials, except for a couple big plays. They missed Huge. the pass interference, Huge. On T. Higgins.
1: Yeah, face them. mask,
0: face masked him and dragged him to the ground. Face mask and dragged him to the ground. Obviously, they couldn't see it. That was a big play. And that's why Huge. I don't have an issue at the end. When Logan Wilson got that terrible holding call against Cooper Cup when he had been playing, literally the MVP of the defense for that game was Logan Wilson. And he gets a tight He gets an holding call against the best receiver on a little tug of the jersey that you couldn't even tell if he tugged it and made a great play. And then they they penalize him right there. And then they call another penalty down the stretch on cup like you didn't call those calls the whole game. And so are those makeup calls for you know you messed up on that Higgins, maybe? Because those are if he if they don't call that right there, that's fourth down. And yep. the Rams have to make a decision. They have to go for it. And who I'm sure he finds Cup, but but I hated seeing that penalty. I hated those penalties. I hated the missed penalty, even though it was good for the Bengals. And I hated uh the Logan Wilson
1: penalty. Terrible. Yeah, and there was the the hit to the head of the defenseless receiver where I when we watched it live during the game, I was like, that didn't look like an illegal hit to me. Like, it's violent, but it does not yeah. look illegal. And they threw the flag on that one, too. And I think it set them up with, like, a first down, like, inside the five or something like that yeah. uh, before the touchdown. So, you know, some questionable calls. You don't want to see the season end like that. But it's like the narrative was kind of written at the beginning of the season and then reinforced midway through that the Rams were going to win the Super Bowl. And that the Stupid. Rams were built to win the Super Bowl. and. So it just seems like whichever city hosts the Super Bowl, that team might as well just go all in in that offseason. because you know a year in advance, I think they're in Miami next year. No, no they're, they're in, in Arizona. Oh, Arizona, that's right. All right, it's so Zona the Card- Cardinals were pretty close. They're a playoff team. Like, they're They're.
0: Know, in, I, I'll make another bold prediction, which I'm not the first one to do it. It sounds like Kyler Murray's out on that team. I know. It but, like Kyler but, Murray wants a trade.
1: What I've heard from like what he was saying during the playoff game was that like he basically quit on the team and. Yeah, that's that's not the guy that can lead this team beyond that. So he wants out. But realistically, like you're a small quarterback, man, like no matter where you go, it's going to be hard. So no matter how physically talented you are and how much arm strength you have, like the game is always going to be harder for you. And it's going to require a lot of very specific resources along the offensive line in order to get you to play your best football and play injury free, like for the whole season. So no matter where he goes, that team absorbs that entire challenge.
0: Agreed. That team's gonna get broken up a little bit. Um, he needs a big receiver. Obviously, uh, when he had Hopkins on the field, he was an MVP candidate. Yeah. Um, but, but I think he moves on. I think Christian Kirk. I wouldn't be surprised if he signs with the Bills. There was, a, yeah. A, 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 did you see too. that footage of him with Allen and his wife
1: and or his girlfriend? I didn't see it, but I've been hearing rumors of Kirk on the Bills, basically taking over for Beasley on a much Which isn't cheaper, cheaper deal. deal. No, that I could would be lie. good. Yeah, Kirk's a good fit. He's got more speed than Beasley down the field. He's not quite as complex of a route runner, but similar to what I was saying with John Brown, you mix in McKenzie and Kirk into the slot and maybe feature a little bit more of like a single back look with Knox on the field. And you don't go into these empty sets with five receivers all the time. And you just you know, you play to your strengths and the guys that you have on the field rather than trying to play to like matchup specific strengths with like, yeah, we have so many receivers. We're going to force them like into these mm-hmm. coverage looks and let Josh Allen have space. It's like, let your best players like win their matchups, right? Yeah. So we'll see. The the rumor Can't that wait. I saw yesterday or the day before was like, basically the Bills are going to go after Christian McCaffrey. I, I, I've been I'm not upset that. with.
0: No, um... Not not terrible ideas. He's twenty
1: five. He's coming off back to back injured seasons where he's only played ten games in two years. Uh, so the injuries are starting to pile up. Um, Just like Debo,
0: kind of went from a wide receiver to a wide back, right? Yes, yes, that's what I think. Christian Caffrey is going to go the other way. I think he's going to go from a running back to a wide back, and you're going to utilize his route running and hands in the slot. Like and tomorrow. I think, like Kamara, like even yeah. more. Like you obviously McCaffrey, they they try to give him the ball 20 carries and 10 catches and just wear him down and he is a beast, but obviously that ain't working. He's getting hurt and he's too valuable. So maybe don't give him 15-20 carries, give him 5 to 10 carries and give him 5 to 10 catches out of the slot. He'll stay healthier. And on a team like yeah. the Bills, like I that there were rumors that the 49ers
1: are interested in getting him, which I don't I don't blame them. I mean, the Niners are always deep at running back. So it's like, do they invest in like a stud number one back? Like the kind of capital you have to give up to make that trade happen? I don't know. Yeah, You have to give up some stuff that maybe we don't have.
0: Um, I mean, we do have a bunch of like thir- second and third round picks in this draft. Um, things are going to happen. There's going to be deals that we didn't even see come and happen. I, I think a variable uh, impact player on the free agent market is Cordarrelle Patterson. After what Coderell Patterson yeah. did this season, he's another wide back. He'll this try to wide, recruit him too. That exactly. The wide back position, it's a copycat league. There's okay. gonna be people they're gonna find players like Corderell, like Debo, and utilize them the same way because it's too tough to stop. You don't know when they're getting the ball. And when they do get the ball, Corderrell Patterson was
1: amazing this year. He was and, he, he was Atlanta's whole offense. Like I just read, I'm like, is he playing this week? He's not okay. They're definitely losing.
0: They're not gonna win, <laughs>
1: they can't move the ball. <laughs> Yep. It's true.
0: He He's single. So he's going to make a lot of money somewhere. Debo Samuel deal is probably going to come down this season. We're going to get him in a large extension, probably overpay him. But we have to. And that's going to set the mark for this position. That is a new position that Kyle Shanahan and Debo Samuel created. That's fine. They didn't even know they were going to do it.
1: You can't let Debo go, though. Like, no. Pay him whatever a, he needs to get paid to keep him there by the way, for the next five, six years. One of and the be biggest, happy about it.
0: My biggest... Uh, I'm most upset about is Debo had a 12 yard run in the fourth quarter that got us Mm -hmm. a first down with like 12 minutes to go and he did not get the ball the rest Mm -hmm. of the quarter and he was our he was the reason we were there so I don't understand in these drives where we just need to get first downs why he's not getting A a run or B a wide receiver screen like the best plays of our season were a wide receiver screen to Debo where it looks like he's going to get tackled and he gets away and I don't know what Kyle is thinking who's I don't know what Mike McDaniel who's ever calling the plays how Debo Samuel doesn't get the ball in the
1: last twelve minutes is just a crime. Yeah, there's two ways to like look at the approach to offense. Either you're gonna go like heavy analytics, which will dictate like we want uh, basically the matchup advantage. Right? We're gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna put the best possible formation uh, in terms of leveraging. All of our skill players versus all of your skill players open up the field, that kind of stuff. Then there's my preferred style, which is like we know who our best players are. And we're going to design plays to get the ball to our best players and not be like, oh, we're going to bring in a gadget guy who never plays for this, like, key third down on a weird wide receiver screen to what Squironic, right? The guy on the Rams, like, dropped it, interception, that kind of stuff right there is the overly analytical kind of football where it's like, this dude doesn't play for a reason. You have all these other guys out there, like you have all of this versatility and you're going to design like a gadget play for this dude. Like, come on, man. You guys almost lost the Super Bowl because of that bullshit. So so I'm in favor of like, look, this is our best receiver. You can't guard him. We're going to design a play to like get him one on one. And that's where we're going. And that's what the Bengals are really good at. They're like anytime Chase is one on one. We're gonna try and go there. And Burrow like missed it a couple of times, but they did hit him deep and he beat Ramsey on that other play in the Super Bowl. Where I'm like, that should have been the first play of the game it was like we're going deep yeah. against you to see if you can stop this. And if you can't, we're gonna be doing it all He night just
0: long. didn't have time. He didn't, not he down didn't the stage. The
1: Rams defense was too much.
0: Too much. Fuck those guys. Fuck the yeah. Rams.
1: So we'll see what the Rams look like because that's an expensive team to keep together next season.
0: They don't have any draft picks. They, they don't. don't
1: care about draft picks.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um they're gonna try it again. They, they and I hope. I by the way, I hope they try it again. And I hope we play them. I hope it's in Levi's. But if it's in SoFi, I'll go again.
1: And I hope we beat them. Fuck that team. Yeah, Bills are coming down to SoFi next year, and I will be there for sure. Yeah, I.
0: I mean, it's it's set up for Bills 49ers next year, in my opinion. If all <laughs> goes right, I've been picking every it every year, year since every Long Chris Berman. Every year and for it's not happening. Five it was years. supposed to happen this year. It was close. It, I mean, this is the closest it's been in a while. It, There was too many things that, like, there was no way the Bills should have lost that game after Josh did what he did, and they did. And also,
1: well, f- finally, the Niners can have the story. Like, if they have Tom Brady, like, that's a good <laughs> enough story to, like, get the 49ers momentum, like, to the Super Bowl. You know, like, the narrative oh, that Tom starts Brady, before the season. Yeah, if Tom Brady
0: becomes the, becomes
1: the 49ers quarterback, they are the favorites to win yeah. the Super
0: Bowl. I and would say so. that.
1: I would say so. And then you got the Bills who, like, they had the heartbreak. Josh Allen played up to the level of Patrick Mahomes, if not better than Mahomes. So it's like, you know, he had his big moment and it wasn't him that failed. And so I think the world, like, got to see that because the last time they played in the playoffs, it could have been the first time a lot of people saw Josh Allen play and the offense didn't look good. So now the Bills have that narrative. If they get a Christian McCaffrey, like that gives them the narrative. If they get like, he like fits Devontae Adams, like he fits better on the Bills. Devontae, that would be incredible. So
0: Yeah, Devontae, I think I, they're going to tag him. They have to. They're going to tag him.
1: Pay that dude whatever it's worth to keep him in town. because. But it's like if, if Aaron Rodgers isn't there, if I'm Devontae Adams, I do not want to stay in Green Bay. No. Like let me, let me go play somewhere else. I'm going to go sucks. play where Aaron
0: is. <laughs> like why would you not? yeah because the team that gets aaron will be willing to spend the money for adams but because they seem
1: to have a pretty good relationship all right so give me a bold personnel roster move for the 49ers that you'd like to see happen that Um, maybe is floating under the radar
0: i think the fact that the best receiver in the league even though I think Debo Samuel is the best receiver in the league. The best receiver in the league, Cooper Cup, is in our division. We need a corner. And so I'd love to see them invest in a guy like Stephen Gilmore, uh, who I still think has some good football left. Um, I know that the Patriots are probably going to tag JC Jackson, but I'd love to see him come. Um, Any of these big veteran corners. Uh, Richard Sherman came out and said that Stephen Gilmore wants to go west, either play for the Seahawks or the Niners. Don't see why he wouldn't want to play for the Niners. Uh, So... I think a corner like that is much needed um, on our team because they have the best receiver and, and we need as many corners as we can get. So I'd love to see that happen. And I'd love to see them. Um, I kind of, I, I, they, they have an opportunity to re-sign Mostert. I think, you know, this talk about going after McCaffrey, if they they would do that, if they didn't sign Moster, And there's a lot of 49er fans that want to re-sign Mostert. Um, we have Mitchell, so hopefully Mostert can stay healthy. It's tough. It's tough to, to want to see Raheem back. He was great for us. And I think we do need someone like that. I think if you asked me, I'd be like, let's move on and see if we can find someone else. I love Mitchell. Um, it's sad to hear because I, I like Raheem. Jeff follow him. Wilson He's Jr. Big guy. What?
1: I said, you got Jamichael Hasty and Jeff Wilson Jr. Like the Niners are a next man up running back team. Team, yeah. It's like you guys are all going to be similar. And that's what we want from you. It's not, we're trying, we're not trying to do the, uh, who is it? Uh, Tiki, Barber, and the big dude from the Giants. So I can't remember Brandon now. Jacobs. Thunder and Lightning. Thank but, you, yeah. those guys. No, no, no.
0: We want fast backs that hit the whole hard. Yeah, and exactly. Especially, it's important in that position this year with Trey Lance is going to be our quarterback. We're going to run a lot of run option. We're going to do a lot of run option, and he's going to have to make choices, and it's going to be tough to stop, especially if, if Lance can get going with his legs. So that's what I'd like to see. What about, okay. and I think for you with the Bills, it's
1: linebacker. For, for me personally, it's linebacker yeah. because I watched what Cincinnati did and I knew that the Bills needed that. Like the Bills had 11 defensive linemen because it was the idea that we're just going to like shuttle these guys in and out and they're all going to be good. And it's like really none of them were all that fantastic. And so the good news is that three of those guys are super expensive. They're all like seven and a half million or more and they're all free agents. So I don't think any of them come back. That frees up some cap room. You focus on the guys like Greg Russo, who is like the physical freak, who was a rookie, progress. who will he get should. better. He will. You got F.A. Obata on the other side, A.J. Epinesa. So you have like the speed athletic edge rushers already at Oliver is not quite Aaron Donald but like he's he a sim- similar he mold. Yeah, he's yeah. like smaller but very good base, very strong, very good hands. Uh and then you have Harrison Phillips and Justin Zimmer I think who are both very good defensive tackles that are just uh, coming into their own. Zimmer was hurt for a lot of the year. So if I could put my wish list out there if the if Seattle is looking to change things and dump some roster bobby wagner come play for buffalo let milano and edmonds be outside linebackers and we'll have b wags in the middle that would that would be my preferred buffalo bills defense because you have that kind of middle linebacker who will retire soon and if you're going to groom edmonds who better to groom him than the best linebacker in football for the last decade and he'll learn what he needs to learn from Bobby. And he'll get to play to his strengths in the meantime. And then the Bills can go to way more like three-man front looks uh, with those uh, young athletic defensive ends that they have. I think that's what I want to see because Levi Wallace is probably going to leave in free agency. And I love mm-hmm. Levi. He actually had a fantastic season even with Trey Hurd. Stepped, um, Stepped up, And he's such... He, he dresses so smooth. It's He's like he's a cash. jazz musician out there. So <laughs> it's like that's a guy that you want to have on the team all the time. Yeah. And... If he gets his money elsewhere, good for him. Levi, I'm happy for you, man. Go take that money. Go play well. Uh, Hopefully it's not in the AFC East, and we'll see (laughs) you another time. But Dane Jackson, the rookie who stepped up, uh, he's more like Trey White than he is like Levi. Uh, He's a little bit like more of an athletic blend, and they drafted him for that purpose. And if you still have him, Taron Johnson, and a healthy Trey White, plus the two safeties, I think your secondary's good. Probably want some more depth there, but... That linebacker position, I think versatility is going to be the name of the game because you saw all these defenses start to switch to, like, the NASCAR fronts and all that stuff a couple years ago, and that was where Tampa actually had a lot of success last year is, like, all that linebacker speed, and I think the Bills would be well served. I like Tyrell Dodson also on their defense, so you could go to, like, some four-linebacker looks. I I think it's available. So maybe not Bobby Wagner, but... (laughs) maybe one of these no, other. I keep the Bobby Wagner man. Well, you look at like okay like Minnesota's defense like uh, Kendricks, right? Like he's yes. he's awesome and uh Minnesota's defense is not good, so maybe if they're looking to roster purge and start over on that front. Uh, yeah, Chicago's got team. a good middle linebacker too that's available. So That's uh, what
0: I want. Yeah, that's I can't wait for football, but it's baseball season, but maybe not. Like, have you been
1: following that? It could be the second strike in our lifetime.
0: I hate it. It's not good. It's really depressing me. I thought when the the season was about to end, I was like, oh, these guys will figure it out. But the more you hear about what's happening, it's not looking good. It's not looking good. Do you know what the players want? I mean, it all comes down to money. What
1: do the players not have already, man? Like, they have a great CBA. Like, they have a bunch of guaranteed money. They have no salary cap, so they get these ridiculous deals. What could they possibly Um, want?
0: They, I think one of the big things they want is they would prefer, and I don't think they'll get this, is a salary floor. So they're, they don't like that teams like the Pirates and the Marlins and all these small market teams uh, don't, like the Cleveland Indians or the Cleveland Guardians, their payroll last year was $23 million. Mm-hmm. And they want a floor that these teams have to spend money to make it A, more competitive and bring more money to the players. And the, and the owners don't want to do that. And it it just, it all comes down to money and it's not good. The owner, like if it doesn't get handled by Monday, I think of next week or there's a deadline that if they don't get it here, then they're going to start missing games and the owners are going
1: to be like, well, sorry, we're not paying you for those missed games. That's one of the dumbest demands I've ever heard because I still think there's like a, a salary minimum for the players. There is. And I think they probably
0: want that brought up and so you know America. most people like don't care that these players are ar- they're already making you're just like you said they're already making so much money so it's mm-hmm. kind of like fans are like well both of you guys need to figure it out you're making so much money and we're trying to make ends meet and we want to come see the games and give you all our money but you're not going to play because you're arguing over a hundred thousand dollars like it, it it's so frustrating and I get I, that I
1: hate, it. I hate it's it. like all right so if you're let's say we'll use Cleveland as an example, right? Like mm-hmm. they were a playoff team a couple years ago. Did they I think they played in the World Series within the last five years, if I'm not mistaken? Yep. Um so they're they're able to compete without spending the kind of money that the Yankees and the Red Sox and the Dodgers do. Mm-hmm. What the hell is their incentive to spend ten times as much money if they can get to the World Series paying the league minimum and getting players to sign those deals and come play for them and developing their own talent? that's good management that's good baseball
0: Mm -hmm. that's what they think that's what the owners think but but at some point there's also a bunch of teams that are tanking on purpose that are putting out a product of minor league guys knowing that they can get picks in the draft for tanking and all of these leagues are trying to prevent that from happening because it's not good for the game Um, they want different incentives for the draft like they don't want it just to be only your terrible record like if if they want people uh, different incentive incentives incentives for the picks in the draft it's all convoluted and terrible do and they do a lottery good.
1: style like nba style mm. or is it like reverse order of finish style like the i think it's reverse order of finish okay because like in baseball like not every team's good the reason i mainly stopped wait, watching baseball is because realistically there's like what five teams that are good every season and the other like 28 are bo- mediocre or below yeah so there's, there's a handful of teams that are actually good. There's not really a lot of parity in the league. So I'm like, yeah, okay, let me guess. Red Sox are in the playoffs. Yankees are in the playoffs. Dodgers are in the playoffs. And then what are the other four or five teams? Okay, the Astros are committed to doing I mean, the Braves so won the World Series. They did, and they did it mostly with homegrown talent and not paying an exorbitant amount of money. So good and they for had the had a
0: pretty, But again, they w- made a commitment right? So they got out, they lost
1: outfielders and they went
0: in and spent money and got a great outfield after they had been spending money on the current outfield. Osuna and Okuna were your two outfielders and they, one got domestic violence suspended, one got hurt. So you had to spend more money to get guys like, I want to say, I forget who you got, but Duvall and Rosario, these are all high-priced veteran ball players that require, require a tag. You already had Freeman who you spent money on or haven't yet and and their infield the Braves infield is so expensive with Dansby Swanson and uh who's at third for you guys the Freemans at first Ozzie Albies at second Swanson at short and Austin Riley at third those are hot uh, yes they came up in the Braves system but those are high-priced ball players so yes their payroll might have been average but they still made a commitment and that's what the players want all teams to do because when they're not doing that that's when the players lose money that's when the sport suffers because who wants to go see the terrible 41 and 86 marlins versus the dodgers who are spending all this money and crushing so they're trying to find a medium i understand it i understand both sides it doesn't sound like it's going well and it sounds like we're gonna miss some
1: baseball it looks like austin riley's adjusted salary was five hundred ninety thousand.
0: that's on a rookie deal because i think he's a second or third year but his next deal
1: will be a monster deal it'll yeah. be one of these monsters the um, important contracts were freddie who made 22 and kay. charlie morton who made he'll make
0: more next year
1: he, so those, those Al- are the big albies ones albies in terms is a of like deal. being competitive albies, albies
0: you got yeah. on a discount in my opinion yeah. he signed a hometown deal You spent he so much money on Acuna. um that pitching staff freed is going to cost you a lot of money he might even have a big deal um so the braves spent money and they won the world series and they wanted to. And I just think they want more teams to want to. And that's tough.
1: That's true. Cause you have to, you have to make it uh, undesirable to lose, like in the context of Major League Baseball. Because if you're an owner, it's funny. Like I was trying to explain this in another conversation about the Dodgers. I'm like, the thing mm-hmm. that the Dodgers were doing for a long time was I think the Cowboys are guilty of it too. So I'll use them as an example. So, jerry jones right cowboys are one of the most profitable brands in all of sports right mm-hmm. w- win or lose it's always the Cowboys season amongst the fan base they're always america's team they always sell shit with the star all over it no matter what the team is like they're always popular yep so if you're jerry jones what is your real incentive to commit to winning or trying to commit to winning other than like your you ego is so big yeah. that no you, if you already you need it no exactly there's nothing yeah so the dodgers did that for a long time it's like they're top three in attendance every year so they don't really need to win a world series they just need to sell the fan base on the idea that they're trying to win a world series because as long as you convince the fans that you're trying the fans will show up the fans will keep spending money they'll keep cheering for you they'll be loyal and it was only when you know all of a sudden, like, this experiment, like, isn't working for so long that the Dodgers finally were like, no, now we're really committing. We're bringing in new management. I think they brought in, like, Magic Johnson as part of the, like, uh, talent acquisition or overall management team. And that's when they, they went from, like, we're... Quote unquote competing to we're gonna try to really win a World Series.
0: Here. No, of course, it's a big market. You have the money the way baseball's revenue sharing and, yeah. and, and salary cap, whatever it is. Uh, I like the salary floor idea. I think okay. if you're an owner of a baseball team, you should have to spend a minimum amount to have your team on the field, uh, even though, you, just like you said, you can put it out there for a cheap. But I, I like this salary floor
1: idea. It'll never happen. Well, uh-huh. what I'm saying is that there is a salary minimum already because there is a contract. Negotiation from the CBA that says, like, this is the minimum contract for yeah. an entry level player, right? So, there yeah, is they want already that raised up. Okay. So, but there is already a negotiated minimum amount of money that a team has that to pl- dedicate to field an entire because full of roster. the minimum of the salary for Correct. per player. Correct. I'm
0: saying you need to spend this much to get good players because, yes, you could find some great young players, but eventually those players are going to become good and want more money and leave your team. Yeah, so but is, if you want Yeah, sorry, continue. No, it's fine. I got it. I was going to say
1: is here. the is the reason for the standoff because the CBA wants the average salary of the lowest paid player to be higher. Probably or I want to say that that's They're trying to artificially create uh art well, they would love to create an artificial salary floor. Gotcha. Um, the
0: you know, and they want like The years of service amount to go up, you know, hold that whole thing. Like you put in three or four years of service. It's veteran's minimum. Exactly. That type of stuff. And the owners just are assholes, in my opinion. Like they, I think the players want, they're, everyone's greedy. All right. This is a money-making sport and they don't care about the fans. I think when they do these negotiations, there's not a neutral person in the room. uh, Be mediating. Rob Manfred works for the owners. Uh, and then the Tony Clark works for the players and they hired a, a, a badass lawyer, but there's no neutral person. I heard this on the radio. I think that Jason Smith there was saying that there should be a neutral person that represents the game. Uh, you know, and someone threw out an example, Theo Epstein, love a guy like that, like who cares about the game, who has integrity, who's going to do everything on the best to put the best possible product on the field. Right now you just have two people arguing and nobody is winning.
1: Yeah. So they need they need uh, arbitration. But like if you're a billionaire who can continue to be a billionaire by fielding uh, no disrespect to Cincinnati, but I'm going to say the Reds because they're the first team that popped in my head they were or like used to. Yeah, like what you said like uh, I think like the Marlins, like another example of a team that like can perennially be bad. Like what's a team like that? Like Pittsburgh maybe. Uh Pittsburgh is always bad They small market. The
0: Royals yeah. had that one year where they got there a couple times cuz they had a good mix of knif- players but they lost those guys.
1: <laughs> Yeah. Well, like Pittsburgh got a new stadium recently and I'm like, Yeah, it's how, beautiful. It's supposed to be the best did, stadium in the league. That's what I'm saying. Like, how did that get funded for a team that loses for like basically my entire again, lifetime? Yeah, I don't know what their payroll was. Um, but they've had
0: some again, you could have a big payroll and these guys just don't come through. Baseball's hard. So there's you no know, it's just get just play. Just yeah. get on there and play. I just want to see some baseball. I'm ready for it. I need to move on from this terrible football season. Yeah. Um, I gotta get out of here, I gotta go to work.
1: All right, man. Well, thank you for stopping by and uh, humoring us on of course. yes. I love Super Bowl show. aftermath show since we're finally back officially. Uh, we can talk more baseball drama in the future, but thanks for watching. Uh, we'll talk some out. basketball, too. Basketball is heating up. Cool. So I'll, I'll have to pay attention. Now I've got time. So yeah. it's back to the <laughs> UFC on Saturdays. Love it. I love it. I love it. I'll see you guys later. All right, brother. Take care. Yeah. Bye, Kristen. Well, we're still recording. You can stop it. I can stop it. Is there anything that you want to see happen in the NFL offseason that we didn't cover since we got into a baseball diatribe against my will?
2: I didn't know that was going on in baseball. Yeah,
1: I read about it a little bit. uh, Because the season is approaching, like spring training is supposed to start soon, but they're Baseball, even like during COVID, I was like reading about like how baseball handled it. And I'm just like, why is baseball like this? Yeah, it's like it's the least physically demanding of like all the pro sports. I mean, that may be an overstatement because I don't play baseball, but. You know, you're not at risk the way you are in football or in hockey or really even in basketball.
2: Yeah, because the the amount of time each player is actually actively playing I don't even know what the status you can get hurt really
1: bad in baseball but it's more like the pitcher threw a ball at your head and it's just like it happens to be a you know a very hard object flying at your head but like hockey players get hit in the face with sticks and pucks all the time right so it's way less common in baseball to be like injured via like contact in a way that all the other sports have right
2: and especially like catastrophic you know, season ending injuries. Yeah, sometimes it happens.
1: It's more nagging injuries because the season is so long. It's like, oh, I swung too hard and I like separated my rib and now I'm out like while well, I try to rehab that. Uh or you like you foul the ball off your shin and then, you know, like small contusion that like just bothers you forever or you get hurt sliding or crashing into the catcher or crashing in the wall trying to make a catch. So I don't know what it is about baseball that just has this weird shit going on all the time, but you know, there's a lot of reasons I pulled away from that sport, even though I loved it as a kid. I would play the video game and play all 162 games just for the stats. I was just like hooked on it. Like, uh, yeah, I but, grew
2: up going to the games regularly. So, so anyway,
1: back to football for a second because that's really what we do here. Um, you can pick any team and give me a hopeful scenario for that team that you would like to see happen personnel wise
2: all right so i'll go vikings since we didn't talk
1: about you're that. our vikings analyst
2: yeah no i'm not an analyst <laughs> <laughs> that's not a fair label um i don't know i think that i don't i don't know personnel wise what they need but i want to see them in the playoffs
1: Zimmer's out as the coach. You still got Justin Jefferson. Thielen's coming back from injury.
2: Which I'm not going to be dependent on.
1: I know. I know. You you could get Thielen on a major discount in fantasy, though. He's going to be a late-round pick. Uh, And he's playing opposite Justin Jefferson. So the targets will be there. I was thinking about that a couple weeks ago. Yeah.
2: I think they need... I mean...
1: Irv Smith, their tight end that they were hoping to be a big piece of the offense, got hurt as well in preseason or early in the season so he wasn't involved
2: i think they need a lot
1: i mean they were close like they were in a lot of games they're about 500 they just don't win a lot of close games because their defense gives up a lot obviously they need help on defense uh Rashad breeland who was brought in for free agent money from the chiefs uh didn't do anything and he was released midway through the season late in the season but he was released nonetheless so it's like a guy that you spent money on to be a star outside of the context of being on kansas city no longer a star and patrick peterson on arizona brought in like he actually had some good moments late but like these guys were not the kind of free agents that they had hoped for when they brought them in so they need help on the back end they leveraged a bunch of their young defensive line talent the year prior i believe like they cleaned house on some contracts and made some trades that one guy went to baltimore uh oops a little microphone contusion um but i don't know do you want cousins to be the quarterback of that team next year
2: i mean i don't think he did terribly this year I, i ran with him for most of the season for fantasy and he wasn't terrible but i think they need a a stronger quarterback I think Cousins is unpredictable, It's like he plays really well. And then all of a sudden it's like, what is he doing?
1: Yeah, he like he doesn't make the kind of Carson Wentz mistakes, but I'll say like they were front loaded. Like Kirk Cousins seemed to have the best moments of his season in the first half, not the second half of the season. And statistically, he was very solid. He's not the reason that they struggled. Like there was some games where it's like they then they needed a field goal to win after scoring, I think it was like a seven to 10 game or seven, nine, something like that. And they just couldn't get a field goal the whole rest of the game in a very winnable game at home. And it's like, that's the kind of game right there where it's like, what's up with Kirk cousins? Cause it's like, all you need is a touchdown or a field goal and this game's over. And with the talent that you have on offense, you should be able to get it. But still it was the fact that their defense gives up like 30 points a game, which is why they were not a playoff team. They were never going to be a Super Bowl team with this roster. Um, So I think Cousins stays. I think you can get him enough help. Like, just make the defense a a little bit better. The offense is there. The offensive line is getting better. Cousins is going to be cheap in comparison to other quarterbacks. So unless you're going to start with a rookie or bring in a veteran like a Ryan Fitzpatrick or a Mitch Trubisky type of guy... To just like come in and play for a season and like see what happens and like send cousins away on a trade for draft capital and draft some quarterback you know there's not a ton of options for them so i don't know Is
2: Cousins' contract in question right now though
1: uh i don't think it's in question I, uh, he initially signed a four-year deal and i think it's either the last year on that deal or he
2: so we may not do so we won't see a change
1: uh, this new season, correct? I don't think so. He will still be the quarterback. Uh, yeah, 2022 is the last year of his deal, of that four-year deal that he signed. It's a $45 million salary cap hit this season uh, compared to 31 last year. So it's the most expensive year of the uh, contract that he signed. He gets a $10 million signing bonus, and his base salary is $35 million as compared to twenty one two years before, thirty one last year. So they signed him on this four year deal that like gets better as it goes on, hoping that like, oh, if we don't like him in the first year, then we can get rid of him. But then it was like, okay, like he was good enough and now they're stuck and he's gonna cost them forty five million next year.
2: Oh God. I think they need another Dalvin Cook weapon because what we see is Cook does all the work similar to um Christian McCaffrey yeah and then he gets hurt and has to miss a bunch and then it's like they fall apart
1: and we saw it happen to Kamara this year too like these guys that are the team's kind of like yeah. yeah
2: they're heavy
1: loaded the, the number of touches and the physicality required from that position uh it's
2: super taxing yeah
1: Matt, Madison's a very nice backup uh but it all it's always good to have running back depth bring in another receiver maybe I like KJ Osborne but really, it's defense. They got a good middle linebacker. They need to revamp the defensive line to help out the secondary. And if they can get pressure on the quarterback and just cover a little bit, that'll help them. And Hey, if Aaron Rodgers leaves the division, I'd say like Minnesota's probably the favorite to win the North. So.
2: Oh, I thought you were saying, like, have Rodgers go there. I'm like, no. <laughs>
1: pull up Brett Favre. Retire from the Vikings. Or, sorry, retire from the Packers. Wait, and then go to the Vikings. Beat the Packers. No, I don't want to see. that's not going to happen. I mean, you could trade basically directly Rodgers for uh, Cousins and see what happens there. But Cousins was drafted in Russell Wilson's year. So they're they're both the same age ish, but they're on the same like curve. So I don't know that forty five million dollars looks like a lot. I don't think like I I went from like not believing Kirk Cousins was worth twenty seven million to I mean, he's definitely not worth forty five million dollars a year like it's just the team doesn't win like so regardless of what numbers he puts up like he's not the guy uh he's not a bad quarterback i don't dislike kirk cousins as a quarterback uh he's definitely capable but in the current system that Minnesota's running like it's just not going to work they're going to pay him 45 million dollars this year they're probably not going to make the playoffs they'll challenge and then he goes to free agency and he's not going to get a deal like that after he leaves because he's going to be 33 34 you know, he's going to be coming off a, a team where he, I think he led them to the playoffs one time in four years.
2: I think it was the first year I started playing fantasy because I was like, oh, they're fun to watch. Like they were. What? So that was.
1: Yeah, it's like they just paid him like he was going to come in and he was going to be the difference between them losing in the playoffs the way they did. To I think it was New, not New Orleans. They lost. I don't remember. But they lost in the playoffs that year. They were 13 and three with Case Keenum and Stephon Diggs made the miracle catch. Right. Yeah. Uh, That year. They bring in Kirk Cousins the next year and they thought he was going to be like the piece to get them over. But they spent that money. They lost offensive line. They lost defense and they've just never been the same since. And now the coach that was the coach of that team is gone. So they're going to try like a new system here. And it's just going to be a really expensive year for Minnesota to try to learn because Say they do make the playoffs and Cousins p- plays well. Like, now you, you have to sign him for more money at this point now. And you just paid him $45 million. Like, Kirk Cousins is going to be a $50 million a year quarterback. Like, it's going to be crazy. It's just fucking, hey, Kirk Cousins, he's never going to listen to this. But if you're a Vikings fan and you're a Kirk Cousins fan, like, fucking good for him to get that money. Because this is a stingy league that, you know, doesn't like to waste money. But Kirk Cousins has found a way to be one of the richest dudes in the league. And he doesn't ha- he doesn't have to win. He doesn't have to have like the crazy success. He can have like good numbers and all that, but he's never had to like win at uh, a Super Bowl kind of level or a playoff level to get this kind of money. So fucking good for you, Kirk. After this, hopefully like you get a nice deal and you go play somewhere that's more suited to your skills. Uh yeah, 33, been in league for ten years, round four pick. So he wasn't like a, a first round pick that was like touted to do big things either. So He's way overachieved. Uh, That money is uh, pretty juicy, though. So good for you, Mr. Cousins. Unrestricted free agent in 2023. So if he wins the Super Bowl, he gets an extra 500 grand. Interesting. Interesting contract notes. So his 2022 uh, salary fully guarantees uh, March of 2021. Oh, so it's guaranteed. All right. Uh, his Super Bowl win would give him an extra 500000 If he gets a Super Bowl win, they are top eight in points scored rank, and he wins Super Bowl MVP, he gets another $2 million. So they gave him some interesting incentives because clearly they want him to win the Super Bowl. But let's be realistic. This Minnesota team is pretty far. They would need to make a ton of changes in the offseason. They would need to kind of do what Cincinnati did in two seasons and do it faster. So, Cincinnati made like seven, eight defensive starter changes over two years, and that's what got them to where they are now. <sighs> Minnesota's got their work cut out for them to make that happen. But, hey, if the Vikings are good, that's okay. We like watching the Vikings for the most part. Uh, they got exciting players over there. I like Thielen. I like Jefferson. I like Cook. I like Madison a lot, too, and K.J. Osborne. He's a 17. I'm going to keep my eye on him. If he's a good slot receiver to have, You uh, can never have too many 17s on one team. So... All right, I think that'll do it. Uh, we'll get back into some other stuff. I got to schedule some other shows, some interviews, uh, some real hard-hitting journalism.
2: Yeah, what are we going to do without football every week?
1: That's a good question. I can probably go back to doing MMA shows maybe every now and then with the, the guys from the other show. We'll see. I'll bring, I'll bring Travis on and we'll talk, see how he's doing. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. I uh, hope you enjoyed the Super Bowl. We enjoyed our, our Hawaii trip. Maybe we'll talk about that separately, but I don't know. Who wants to hear about Hawaii? If you want to hear about Hawaii and you're listening to this show, let me know on Twitter or in the comments or email me or something like that, and uh, we'll tell you all about the Hawaii excursion and the uh, the dog panic and all that stuff. So, all right, everybody. Until next time, take care, and until next season,
2: I don't
1: know what to say here now. Yeah.
2: Happy ha- off-season.
1: Happy off-season Sunday, everybody. <laughs> Take care. Thank you to everyone who took the time to listen to the episode. I still believe that word of mouth is the best way to help, so if you enjoyed it, please tell somebody. But liking, subscribing, and sharing go a long way, too. This show is an extension of thescheiss.com, and you can contact me at info at or at Scheiss podcast on Twitter. And until next time, be well, stay safe, and go Bills.